Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Master the Mouse. Hit it, maestro. Welcome to episode 35 of Master the Mouse. I'm Aaron. Adam is with me again this episode. Adam, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to have you on the podcast again for round two. Always excited to talk about Disney. Well, if you're going to talk about something, it might as well be Disney, right? Right. All day, every day. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm super excited about this episode. We're going to dive into it in just a minute, but before we do question of the episode. Adam, you know the drill. I'm going to tell you something about Disney and you tell me if you think it's overrated or underrated. All right? Yeah. All right, here we go. Mickey's Magic in the Magic Kingdom and back in Fantasyland. Overrated or underrated? Okay, 10 years ago, it was underrated. But now, given the technology that exists for better experiences with 3D and 4D and feeling everything in the show, I say it's overrated. You think it's overrated? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so, so it, it has that nostalgic feel. You know, it, it takes you through the Disney movies and everything, but I think it could be better. How so? Okay, so you take you take something like Fight a Passage ride at Animal Kingdom. Three-dimensional ride. It takes you through... It, you feel like you're there, right? I feel like they could do that with Disney movies. Instead of sitting in an audience, you know, maybe feel a little squirt of water when you go into Little Mermaid or, or maybe uh, smell some cherry pie for just a second on Be Our Guest, when really they could make it way more immersive to make you feel like you're actually within the movie. Sure, I totally get that. But I don't, you know, I don't know that that's what that ride or, or that attraction is about. See, for me, I think I'm just going to answer my own question here. So that's fine. I think it's underrated. Here's why. I don't I don't think it's meant to be what you're describing. Now, I agree with you. I think there's a place in, in Disney World or Magic Kingdom specifically to experience what you're talking about. I think there's a place for that. But I don't know that Mickey's Philhar Magic is that. So even when you start in the queue and you're going through that queue line, it's all about the performance that's happening. And so it's not meant to take you necessarily – through every Disney movie, the whole theme is you're, you are part of the audience of this performance that's going to happen. And so when Mickey and Donald and the whole crew get together to start orchestrating this performance, you're just a person in the audience. Now, what happens because Donald tries to steal Mickey's sorcerer's hat and what transpires after that becomes a part of all these different classic Disney movies. But the intent at least, you know, from my perspective, is that you're there to see a performance. So I think from a theming perspective, it nails it. And and I I love that show. I think it's awesome. I it's one of those things that I always look forward to doing. And and to be honest, I don't always get to do it because it's it's not like a must-do attraction. But I think for the general population, it, it it gets looked over quite a bit. And I think for that reason, it's probably a little underrated. I don't think people give it the love that it deserves. I, I hear your point, right? I just I just think, given the technology, everything about the the show itself can be better. I'm not saying it has to be this single passenger ride where you're you're leaning back and forth and you you feel things all over your body. You know, I think it's more of I just think the technology that they're using can be better to make it a better experience. 
Sure, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but I do disagree with you that I don't think it's overrated. Well, now for me, when we go, it's a it's a great ride to take a break because there's usually a short wait, and you go in and you just watch the show and enjoy all the Disney movies that you grew up loving, and it's a it's a nice twenty minute experience in the air conditioning, and then you're done. Yeah, that you know that's actually a really good point. So maybe it is underrated. Yeah, see, you're making my point for me. So I think <laughs> I think you're right. It is a break. You get off of your feet. You're in air conditioning. You normally don't have to wait for a very long time, and you get entertained. So it it checks all those boxes. Sure. It just doesn't get the love that it deserves. Well, maybe I corrected myself then. And maybe rightfully so, because if a lot of people thought that it was underrated, it would be packed all the time. And I right. I definitely don't want that to happen. All right. Great question. I'll pat myself on the back. That was a great, <laughs> you know, one of the best I've had. But this episode, the main topic that we're going to dive into is we have done these top moments in the different theme parks. We've done Magic Kingdom. We did Epcot. We're going to continue the trend and we're going to move on into Hollywood Studios. And so before we jump into the top 10, just like we did in the other ones, we're going to talk about some things that didn't make the list that really stood out to us. But before we even do that, we're going to talk about some things that just aren't there anymore that if they were there, they would have made the list. So I'm going to rattle off these four. First, Adam, I want you to tell me of these four, which ones are you the saddest that aren't there? And then tell me why or what you loved about these rides. So here we go. The four things that stood out to us that aren't there anymore, that if they were, they would have made this list. Here they go. The Backlot Express, the great movie ride. Drew Carey Soundstage, and Honey, I Shrunk the Playground. All right, Adam, of those four, which are the ones that stick out to you? So I remember being on Honey, I Shrunk the Playground, going and, and playing on that playground as a kid, and it was really cool. But but once I got older, I, I'm, that's, I'm fine with that not being there. It, it's great for families and great for kids to kind of know what it's like to be that small. But for me, the, the one that really hurts my heart is the great movie ride. All right, tell me why. Okay, that ride is awesome. It's not a thrill ride. It's not something that's going to, you know, you don't get the wind in your hair or the all the turns and twists and everything. You don't get all that. It's not a thrill ride. But, man, it is. it makes you feel like you are going back in time and, and seeing all the movies replay for you. All the great movies that you grew up loving and grew up hearing about they're right there in front of you. And the line queue at the Great Movie Ride is fantastic. All right. So if you had to pick one scene of the Great Movie Ride that you could go back and, and revisit, what scene is that? So the one that still scares me to this day, and it sticks out, is the Alien Ride. In space, no one can hear you scream, right? Uh, they show the preview in the line queue. Big movie theater, they show you the preview. And then you get in the ride, and it, you're right there. And the alien is coming at you from all directions. And it's freaky. And you feel like you're on the spaceship. I, I'm going to say this. This is, a, this is a hot take right here. Hit me with your hot take. The new ride that's going in at the great movie ride. It's, it's Mickey and Minnie. Runaway Railroad. Okay, yeah, right. Railroad, right? It, it needs to be good. I'm telling you. It needs to be good for me. Because... It's going to take a lot for it to beat Great Movie Ride for me. Okay, so I'm with you on this. I think Great Movie Ride... It's classic Disney. It's classic Disney. 100%. It is what MGM... Look, I we there's this meme that I have, I have sent you, Adam, and I know you've seen it. Like, Hollywood Studios, that's great, but I still call it MGM. 
the great movie ride is what MGM set out to sell. Like that was the whole experience to make you right. a part of the movies. And that's what it did. I could go scene by scene and tell you why I loved every scene from the moment that you say lights, camera action, and you take off with your soundstage crew back to when you wrap back around and you're finished with the ride. And the fact that all those great movies at the very end of it playing that huge cinema while you're in those those rolling theaters, if you will. So there's I, I could just go go on and on. And you get a full interaction with Disney workers. Yeah. Right? They have they they have to be a part of the ride. They're a part of the ride. They have to make sure that they make your ride as great as the ride itself. Yeah, and the better that they are, the better experience you have, the more that you love the ride, and it's just a, a continuous. Like I was, I was super sad to see it go. Could they have not have made it made the great movie ride better instead of replacing it with something else? Well, here's the thing that I think. Even I mean, you talked about an immersive Disney movie experience. Like, if it needed to change, why not change it for that? Why not have an immersive like, hey, you're in Toy Story, and now you're in Monsters You, and now you're in. You know what the next great Pixar movie, and now you're in Up, and now you're in all the like. You could have done something like that. Totally bought. I totally buy into that idea. Let's make it happen. Well, I mean, I don't know who you have to call at Disney to make stuff like that happen, but I'm all in for it. All right, the uh, let me just quickly talk about the other two, and then we can move on. I'm with you on Honey, I Shrunk the Playground. I love it. I have some just great family memories, even with with my my oldest, who's six. She got to play on it a little bit when she was super young, you know, two, three years old. We just have some great family fun memories being in that playground, and I miss it a ton. And so I have, so the nostalgia is, is very real to me in that space. Drew Carey Soundstage. Now, that's one that was um, hit or miss for a lot of people. For me, we got to experience that in a way where, you know, we were chosen to participate as part of the audience in one of the demonstrations on stage. Now, the one that is right next to the great movie ride, as far as like things that I miss, is the Backlot Express. I, there, there is something about going through. You know, that ride used to go through the the interwebs of Hollywood Studios when it was actually a working studios, and like there were there were neighborhoods where they were filming TV shows, and you know they did the whole Catastrophe Canyon thing where the the oil rig blows up, but then the water comes rushing down and, and squelches it all out and you got to go by the plane that disney that Walt that walt used when he was scoping out disney world and there's i could go on and on right i loved everything about backlog express and so that one was one that i was that i was also super sad to see go and would have and to be clear the reason that we've listed these four is those four at any given moment, if they were still here, would have made this list as a part of the top 10. Absolutely. The Great Movie Ride would have been way up high on my list. Well, I think The Great Movie Ride would have had multiple entries in the top 10 list. Oh, absolutely. When you when you come around that corner and you go in, into that huge movie theater at the end where three vehicles fit and you just watch all the classic movies piece by piece yep. to see how movies have gotten better over time. It's fantastic. Yep. Miss it. I'm, I'm totally with you. All right, let's talk about some things that didn't make the list. So I'm going to real quickly run through these to give us enough time to talk through the top 10. So I'm going to just roll through these and then you tell me which ones stick out to you. Okay, Adam? Walking through One Man's Dream. So those of you that don't know, One Man's Dream is all about the story of Walt's life and how you know his love for animation culminated into what is now you know disney studios and the walt disney company at 50s prime time which is a restaurant in hollywood studios if you go to use the bathroom when you are dining there your waiter or waitress or aunt or uncle or 
brother or sister, or depending on their age, grandma and grandpa. Cousin. Cousin, you're right. They'll ask you, oh, that's great. You went to the bathroom. What color was the soap? And if you can't answer the question, they're not going to serve you your food until you go back and tell them what the color of the soap was, meaning that you actually washed your hands. So that didn't make the list, but it is definitely noteworthy. Turning that corner in Rock and Roller Coaster, when you're coming out of that last uh, show queue and you come out and then you see Rocking Roller Coaster, you know, about to take off right in front of you, that moment uh, didn't make the list, but is noteworthy. When you're riding Tower of Terror and you come out into that drop zone and all of a sudden it goes from a cool air conditioning ride into that sticky, hot Florida air, you know you're about to drop. That moment, uh, noteworthy, but didn't make this list. Being the stowaway on Star Tours, if you've ridden that ride, they pick one person that ends up being the, the, the stowaway on that ride. The Walk of Fame in the front of the Chinese theater, there's a lot of busts of statues of, of influential people in the movies. And, you know, they have the Hollywood stars that are kind of replicated there, too. Just being able to, to walk through there and experience that and get some pictures taken with some of those is, is, a, is a pretty cool thing, but it didn't make the list. And then the finale of the Star Wars Galactic Fireworks. So... That's a relatively new show, so to speak, in Hollywood Studios. And the finale is really great if you are a Star Wars fan or if you're just a pyromaniac and love fireworks. It's great, but it didn't make the top 10 list. So as I ran through those really quickly, Adam, any of them stood out to you? Okay, so a couple things I got to mention. My wife would kill me if I didn't mention this because her favorite thing to do. If you, Okay, so, so all the people out there listening to, to Master the Mouse, if you're not a fan of Star Wars... Okay, which how could you not be a fan of Star Wars? But if you're one of those people, if you're not a fan of Star Wars, during that show at Hollywood Studios, make your way to the back, go to Toy Story Land. My wife and I, during that show, because we weren't exactly a fan of all the fire and everything was hard to see, we got on Toy Story Mania about six times in a row, back to back to back to back. And we just played that game over and over and over again. And it's her favorite ride. And we were able to do it so many times. A great memory. So I have to mention that. Okay. If you're not a fan of Star Wars, go do that. Go find another ride because the lines are going to be really short. But the, the, the one thing I do, and this applies to both Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror, is I look at the kids for those two moments. That warm air and turning the corner. Because I can remember as a kid, the first time I ever rode Rock and Roller Coaster, coming out of that show queue and turning that corner and seeing that limousine take off right off the bat scared me half to death. And I know I was making some type of face that people would laugh at. So now when I go as a grown up and those kids turn that corner or they feel that warm air, I make sure I find their face because I know they're going to be freaking how, out. How many times have you relived that moment in your childhood? Oh, man, so many times. So many times. I mean, my, my parents had the picture to prove it. I'm I'm sitting there gripping the – my knuckles are white, gripping the harness. My face is pale white, flushed. My eyes are so big. I was freaked out. Now, every time I go home, I look and I giggle to myself just because it's so funny. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Well, these are all the things that didn't make the list. So let's talk about the things that did make the list. So we'll start at number 10 and we'll work our way back up to number one. So number 10, look, we've mentioned on the podcast a bunch of times how there isn't great dining at Hollywood Studios. And that's the truth. The food itself isn't that great. However, it's not, it's not, you're right. However, I'm going to say this, there is one thing and it made this list at number 10 and it has to do with the restaurant that 
if you get to if you just get to walk into this restaurant, it'll blow your mind. So number ten is walking into the sci-fi diner theater for the first time. So for those of you that haven't been able to experience it or don't know what I'm talking about, there's this restaurant in Hollywood Studios called the Sci-Fi Diner, and the whole premise of this is that it's the all these old antique cars. They're they're tables that you sit at, but they look like cars. And they're all lined up as if you were at a, a drive-in theater. And there's this huge screen and you walk into the restaurant and it looks like you're outside of the theater. And the, the, the menu reflects that of a diner. And you got these 19, 20, 30, 40 shows of Godzilla and all these crazy sci-fi shows that are replaying on this huge screen in there. And you've got this little speaker that is just for your table. And it feels like you're in a, in a drive-in movie theater. That moment when you see it for the first time is a top 10 moment, period. Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, exact same. I can remember going in there for the first time. It's dark. You feel like you're outside and you're seeing all these old sci-fi movies up on this huge... You feel like you're at a drive-in theater. They even play They even play the, the ads for the concession stands in between the movie clips, so it makes you feel like you're actually there. Really cool Yeah, place. I love it. All right, that's number 10. Number nine, Adam, I'm going to let you talk about this one because I know you have a special place in your heart for this one. And for those of you that obviously don't know this about Adam, um, he has a love affair with the, with all things Muppets. And so, Adam, Adam, tell us about number nine. Okay, so so number nine, when you, when you go uh, to Muppets 3D, okay, just a 3D show with the Muppets, at the end, there's mass chaos, as there is with any other Muppets movie or Muppets show or anything. There's mass chaos at the end. And the Swedish chef comes out. He's trying to blow up this... I forget what it is. The the 3D. He's just a little 3D guy, and the Swedish chef is so annoyed with him, and he brings out this huge cannon, and tries to to just blow this 3D something into oblivion. And there's mass chaos in the theater, and all the bricks are going everywhere. And then when you take your glasses off, you see they've changed the whole theater. It looks like there's smoke coming out of the walls and some of the bricks are falling out and the Swedish chef's in the back doing his little his little accent. It, it's really funny. Really cool experience. The Muppets is just a staple. And that moment at the end where you're, it's like, like you said, just mass chaos. It's just fun. <laughs> and it's one of those things that you walk out and, and, and not everyone likes the Muppet shows, but if you're going to walk away from the Muppet 3D show, that's the thing that you're going to talk about. And no matter what you've done, you'll be like, you remember the end of that Muppet show, how ridiculous everything was? Like, that's why it's on this list. All right, number eight. This is, you know, talking about wanting to be a Star Wars fan. Number eight, now through the streets of Hollywood Studios, the March of the First Order. Now, to most people, this wouldn't be a big deal. You would think that only Star Wars fans would enjoy this, but there is something there is something cool about a bunch of stormtroopers walking through the middle of Hollywood Studios. Like there just is, and everyone stops to see what they do. And you know, if you are a Star Wars fan, they end up like engaging with you in in different ways. So you know, I've seen before that if someone has you know a, a Luke Skywalker T-shirt on, like the stormtrooper will come up to him and kind of look at him and look at their shirt and kind of make the, Hey, I'm watching you sign. And you know, they'll, they'll kind of stop and eye people down. And I, I saw a video the other day where they, they took a, a kid 
dressed up as BB-8, and they escorted that kid. Two stormtroopers escorted that kid all the way back to the back of the park where uh, Kylo Ren is and made BB-8, that little girl, meet Kylo Ren. It was real funny. Oh, that's awesome. See, and, and that's why things like that make this list because that level of interaction, I know with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge come in, like the March of the First Order may look a little different and the way that that opens up the rest of the park it will change things a bit. But that interaction and that moment that that girl experienced with the First Order and then subsequently with Kylo Ren, like that – that would be number one on her list of cool things that have ever happened to her at Disney. And so that, right. that's why this makes this list. All right, number seven. There are some things that go on at Hollywood Studios that no other park has, and that's the Citizens of Hollywood Studios, or Citizens of Hollywood. And basically, it's just a group of actors that come out and do different scenes and skits as they were on a live stage. So, you know, in Hollywood's inception, Hollywood Studios' inception, like it was supposed to mimic a movie set. And so naturally what happens on a movie set is actors act. And so you have these pockets of actors that will pretend like they're in a movie and, and be performing different roles. And so as they're doing that, literally in the middle of the park, in the middle of the street, people will stop and, and congregate and watch what they're doing. And then they start pulling people into the story. You know, you may get dragged in to be a part of this scene and, and they're going to interact and engage with you in all, in, in all different kinds of ways. And in fact, I just saw, um, today that there was a new sketch that they had just released that they had started working on. So I know that there's some changes coming to the to the citizens of Hollywood and and what they what their role will be like moving forward in that park, which is unfortunate. But you know, the, obviously they're going to be dialed back a little bit based on just the the way that park and the way that park direction is headed. But if you get a chance to see one of those performances or or more or less just be involved in one of those performances, it's going to be a top moment that you'll remember for a long time. Yeah, that's what makes Hollywood Studios so great. And it's real cool. I don't know that you experience something like that in any of the other parks. Right, yeah, 100%. All right, let's move along. Number six on our list. You know, Fantasmic is the other nighttime show that that corresponds with the Star Wars Galactic Fireworks. And there's a couple of scenes in Fantasmic, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away any spoilers to our list, but there'll be another one on the list as we work our way up. But this particular one, you know, at the end of the show, there's this steamboat that comes out and there's all these different Disney characters on them, basically the heroes of all of the characters, and they're on the boat. And when that boat comes around, it's just like this culmination of everything that's happened in that show. And that moment is, is, is pretty cool. And it's, and it's one that we've, Feel, felt as though deserved to be on this list. Adam, you have any thoughts on that one? Well, Fantasmic's my favorite Disney show. So I love the music. I love the whole storyline. I love the water screens that they that they use. It's super cool. It's outdoor seating in the amphitheater. It's an incredible show. There's a 100% chance that your favorite character from any Disney movie is going to be on one of those boats. You're going to see them. And I feel like Disney made sure that happened so that they cater to every type of Disney fan out there. Man, you're going to make me you're going to make me start naming characters that I know aren't on that boat. Okay, sure. But the classics, the classics are on the boat. Right, your classic, I mean, sure, my favorite one of my favorite Disney movies is a Goofy movie. Go- Goofy's up there, but is I don't know that Max is on there, but you know what I mean. The classic characters the classic movies that you grew up loving they're going to be on that boat i I, know you're right you're right the classics ones are on there so i so i got two things to say about that one is (laughs) have you seen the video where dopey falls off that boat 
Yes, so funny. So, okay, look, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to our podcast, finish listening to our podcast first. Don't turn us off. <laughs> but then after you're done listening to us, go out to YouTube, uh, just search Dobie Falls during Fantasmic. Just YouTube it, and, and you'll see this quite hysterical video of, of Dopey falling off of this boat. Luckily, the report, this happened several years ago. The person was okay. Dopey was fine. Uh, it was just funny circumstance. The other thing is, I don't know if you know the answer to this question, Adam, but I'm going to test your trivia a little bit. Do you know how deep that water is that that boat goes through? Oh, I have no clue. I can't imagine it's very deep just from a, a logistical standpoint. Five feet. I don't know. It's. I think. I, I believe it's two feet. Wow. Did not know that. That's cool. A little fun fact for you. Don't quote me on that because that might be completely wrong, but I think it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's two feet. Only made up the, the footage of it. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Number five. We'll leave that one there and we'll move on to number five. Number five. You mentioned this as, as your wife's favorite ride, Toy Story Midway Mania, but in very specifically within that ride, that last scene, Woody's shooting gallery where the targets are coming up and you are pulling that, that rope cord as fast as you can. That yep. moment is a culmination of everything that you've done in that ride. Adam, tell me about that moment. Got to have strong forearms. Yeah. Every time that I'm done with that ride, my arm is super sore. Yep. I'm, I'm, for those of you that don't know, I'm a, I'm a football coach and baseball coach. I'm going to coach you up. You got to work on your forearm strength if you're going to be successful on that ride. Is it your forearm strength or your shoulder? I, I, well, for me, it's all, in my, it's all in my wrist. That's where I do all my – that's where I pull the string. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I wish there was a video of me. I, I'm, I'm practicing right now. But you, you do have to hold your shoulder up a little bit. In order to get the right leverage to pull that rope right. cord. And so there's got to be some shoulder strength in that too. My wife and I are pretty experienced with this ride. I mean, we've, we've kind of figured out how to get some, some high scores on that ride. There's some secrets that people don't know about that, that if you take advantage of, you come out with a pretty high score. Yeah, you're right. The other thing that I've noticed about that ride is not only, or that particular scene in that ride, is not only am I pulling that rope cord as fast as I can and my shoulder and my forearm starts to get on fire, I don't breathe either. And right. so at the end of it, when the when the when all the targets finally go away, I'm like, I take this big, deep breath and I'm like, oh, I haven't been breathing for the last 45 seconds because I've been so intensely focused on those targets. Right, you get some good laughs, some good laughs on that on that last spot in in Disneybania. I can just remember just screaming, just because I, I want to to get as many points as I can and just screaming at the top of my top of my lungs, trying to pull that cord as fast as I can. <laughs> All right, that's number five. We're gonna get into the top four here. Number four, relatively new show, so to speak. When you talk about you know Disney Hollywood, Disney's Hollywood Studios, the, just the life of that theme park, because. Disney's the Disney Frozen Ever After performance. That theater has been a multitude of different things. You know, for a while there, it was the American Idol experience. Now it's Frozen Ever After, and it's been there for a couple of years. But it was a uh, wasn't it? Um, Who wants to be a millionaire before that? It was at one point. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Me pulling that out of nowhere. I think I think honestly, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was in a couple of different places. It was in that theater, and then it it got moved over to what is now I think where where essentially Toy Story Mania is. Um, it was it was over in that space for a while, right before you got to the Backlot Express, funny enough. But that particular show, Frozen Ever After, there the, the final scene when Elsa comes out and she makes it snow. Here's on also a, a fun fact, Adam, I know you know this, but it's not really snow. Disney has a term for it. It's called snope. 
It's actually soap uh, <laughs> that that is crafted and constructed to make it look like snow, but it Disney- keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh in Disney Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Disney calls it snope. But anyway, when that when that snow is falling during that final scene of Frozen during that last show where Elsa is telling everybody to let it go, what do you think about that? Should it have made this list at number four? Oh yeah, sure. Given the circumstances of the movie itself, you know it's. There's a second movie coming out here soon, so they may change that show up a little bit. But the ending of that, well, the whole sh- the whole show is great, right? And there's this big buildup to the very end where Elsa comes out, and then the snow starts falling, and it, it, you're in Florida, so you don't expect to see it if you're a first time guest. And then when you do, it's just pretty cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and the fact that you know it's a sing along show, so that's the whole point. Yeah, and you're singing the song as the snow's falling. Real cool experience. And you know everybody takes that one last deep breath before they sing this song, and they really belt it out. So everybody's singing at the top of their lungs. The snow is falling. Everybody's having a good time. Yes, it's it's a moment. The storytellers are. are I think they're underappreciated in that show. They're they're really good at what they do. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell you that show. Even if you don't like, for even if you're burned out on Frozen, there is so much humor in that show that makes it worthwhile. They throw in all kinds of pop culture references in that show. The storytellers do. Yeah, it's awesome. So, so Frozen Ever After, the Snow Fallen. That's number four. All right. Adam, you talked about this moment a little bit. Number three, I'm going to let you describe it. It is a, a moment on Rocket Roller Coaster. What moment are we talking about? Three, two, one. Take off 60 miles an hour right into the first loop. Picture taken, making faces at the camera, your hair pulled back, your eyes wide. One of the best experiences in the park. Maybe one of the best experiences in all of Disney. Well, that's a bold statement, but I don't know that I disagree with you because if we're talking about one singular moment and not like a culmination of moments, like the feeling that you get after you watch Happily Ever After, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a single moment because if you're comparing that ride to Flight of Passage, you know, from an experience perspective, Flight of Passage trumps. But from a single moment, I I may agree with you. That moment is hard to beat. Really is. And you, you know it's coming. You know it's coming because you've already seen the vehicles take off in line. But even though you see it's coming and they're counting you down, you see the, the, the 3 two, one up on the screen in front of you, you still can't help but get a little nervous. Your palms get a little sweaty and you just get so anxious that you just don't know how to react. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. So I got two things to say. Boy, we really hyped up number three. So these next two better... <laughs> Better well be good moments because we just talked about how that one should be is, is one of our favorites. But I think I think we're safe because I think that the next two are also just incredible moments that you can experience. But the other thing, and this is just more, you know, personal how our family has done things in the past, but we took the opportunity because that was the very first roller for me personally, that was the very first roller coaster I ever rode, period. Same here. So this our family did something which I looking back now I think is really cool. So we invested in a picture every time our family rode that together. So in a room in our, in our, in our parents' house, there is this culmination of year after year 
of us riding this ride. And so as, as little kids, as middle schoolers, as high schoolers, as young adults, as people who have started families now, and then when our when our kids and our parents' grandkids are riding that ride, my guess is there are going to be pictures of them up on the wall. And it's just kind of fun to see over the course of the years how we have matured and how we have grown to love that ride. And then our experiences right. on we've gone from, as Adam described, like this sheer blank look of, of terror to, you know, hands up in the air, tongues out. We're giving the rock and roll, you know, fingers up, fist pumps. Uh, it's just, it's just a fun thing that we have some keepsakes that we have. So right. if you're looking for things to take advantage of, that might be something to look at. So maybe, maybe two in one are better than this. Maybe. Uh, I think they are. Well, let's just get to them. I mean, let's just talk about them. So number two, we talked about Fantasmic in that steamboat that goes in front of everyone with all the characters on it, which is such a cool moment. But there's a cooler moment that that happens during the end of that show. And that's Mickey himself. He's he's battled all of the Disney villains and has conquered, you know, what they've done to him using his imagination. And it culminates in, in two moments that happen. And we've combined those two moments in one because I don't think it's fair to compare them because really it's just one long moment with two different parts. At one point, Mickey is shooting fireworks out of his hands. Like literally out of his fingers, he's shooting fireworks and this fire comes out. And then the other at the very end of the show, Mickey is at the top of the mountain that he's just conquered. And within a blink of an eye, literally, it's it's moment, it's seconds. He disappears from the top of the mountain and reappears down right in front of everyone at audience level. And he talks about how um, with imagination, you can do anything. Those two moments are awe inspiring and they leave people talking like, could you believe Mickey had fireworks? Or could you believe he disappeared and reappeared? Just like, like people, people are just so surprised at that. And it's one of the things when you leave Fantasmic, those are the things that you're talking about. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't know that I can make it sound better than what you just, how you just made it sound. It's just real cool. It's, it's something you don't experience in other places. So I think, I, I think it's in its right place at number two. And, it, and it's for everybody going back. What makes it better than number three, what makes it better than rock and roller coaster is Mickey doing those things in that show is for everybody, right? Roller coasters aren't exactly for everybody. So that moment itself makes it better than rock and roller coaster in my opinion i i agree with you i think that's a i think it's a fair assessment all right number one drum roll when the doors open on tower of terror you get that panoramic view and it lasts just a second of walt disney world and then all of a sudden you're free falling down the down that tower. Now, we just talked about how number 3 that moment was iconic. We talked about number 2 how, you know, Mickey and what he's being able to do in Fantasmic is for an experience for everyone. Obviously, Tower of Terror has some restrictions on who can ride it and who can't. But that that moment during Tower of Terror, when those doors open and for a split second, you see how high you are. You see all of Walt Disney World. And then in the very next moment, you are free falling down to the bottom of the, of the ground. That moment takes your breath away. And I don't know about you, Adam, but when that happens and I suddenly become weightless, I, I also become like just filled with laughter. Like I, it just happens. I just start laughing uncontrollably. Right. Yeah. I think the only other place where you can get that kind of view in Disney is from a ride perspective. I mean, is on 
uh, Mount Everest at Animal Kingdom. And they have similar experiences where you see it and then all of a sudden you're not seeing it anymore. That's what makes it so cool because now you have that snapshot and it sticks in your head. It's almost like when um, you look up at the sun for a split second and you close your eyes and you still see that that image of the sun in, in your eyelids. When you get on Tower of Terror and those doors open and you see Disney in all of its glory and then all of a sudden you don't see it anymore, that image still sticks in your head. Yeah, 100%. That's a great analogy. I think that's why it's number one. All right, so that concludes our top 10 list. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us where you agree with us. We love interacting with you on social media. So we'll post our list out there in some form or fashion. And you can, you know, debate us if you want. Tell us tell us what we missed in Hollywood Studios. Or, you know, tell us that we did a fantastic job and this is the exact list that you would have come up with. Oh, yeah. Tell us that. Tell us that. And the exact order that, that we put our list in. So, anyway, this was, a, this was a ton of fun. I love, I personally love these episodes where we get to kind of talk through the park. We've got one left. And then I think from there, we're actually going to transition over and start talking about some of the resorts in Walt Disney World. So there's a lots of cool things coming on the podcast. So stay tuned. We're going to keep flooding your podcasts with all this great Disney info. We didn't get any new reviews this week, but if you don't mind, go out to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't really want a three, two, or one star rating. I'll accept a four if you're, if you want to give me a four, but really I'm, I'm fishing for fives here. So if, if you want to give us a five star rating and then leave us a review or a comment, we'll give you a shout out here on the podcast. So don't forget to do that as well as take the opportunity to go out and follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. You can just search for master the mouse podcast. It'll be one of the ones that come up there when you search for us. Anyway, uh, go out and follow us rate and review us and we can't wait to hear from you on behalf of master the mouse podcast and adam thanks for having me always happy to be here i'm aaron and we'll see you real soon